Hi, I'm Madeline Frost, and you're listening to In the Middle. This podcast is where I share bits of my heart and writing. I'm sharing from the inside of my story while I'm still in the middle of my messes and mistakes, in the middle of being a wife and mother, in the middle of figuring out how to be both creative and ambitious, and the present mom I desire to be. I'm seeking out beauty and truth, and I hope that my weekly writing invites you along with me. Okay, this is a special episode of In the Middle. Normally, I share with you my weekly writing, but in this episode, I'm going to be sharing something especially vulnerable and dear to my heart. In December of 2022, I celebrated one year sober. I'm alcohol-free, and that still feels weird to say or identify with. In December, I threw a party. I had to name it, of course, because I love a good name, and I named it The Light Party. I threw the light party and invited friends and family, and they came over, and I shared with them my story because some of them didn't even know I was sober or that it was something I was considering. So in this episode, I'm going to be sharing these words with you. I don't know what your journey is. I don't know if you have if you drink alcohol, if you've never had it, if It's just a part of your culture like it was in my kind of adult culture. It wasn't a part of my family growing up really, but I really (laughs) made it a part of my life in my adulthood. And then I had to cut it out. Okay, I shouldn't go on and on. I'm just going to share with you my words from that day in December that I shared with my friends and family. And I hope that it blesses you in some way, whatever your story is. I'm so thankful you're here to celebrate this milestone with me. Some of you may be confused why we're celebrating. I'm sorry I haven't let you into my story before. I want to let you in tonight, so I hope you'll give me just a few minutes of your attention. For several years, in the quiet of the nights, there was a calling on my heart and I heard it and ignored it for a long time. I want to tell you about that calling and share with you the joy of obedience. This is a story about truth-telling and becoming aligned in my desires and actions. This story is an end and a beginning for me. Today is actually exactly one year sober for me. December 17th, 2021, I put down my glass of wine and decided I was never going to pick it back up again. You might not have ever recognized me as a problem drinker, but I was definitely the boozy friend. I didn't hide my love of wine and didn't have or see a problem with my relationship with it until I did. And once I saw it, I could not unsee it. My drinking began with friends at 20. No biggie and nothing wrong there. I had some fun and reckless times, thankfully not full of too much regret. Somewhere along the way, though, my drinking changed. It changed and became dysfunctional and a habit. I became a promise breaker, not to others, but myself. I found I'd set moderate goals like two glasses of wine at dinner with friends, but four hours later I'd had double what I planned and this didn't just occur once. I made rules for myself around alcohol and broke them constantly. It happened enough times that I really struggled with how little I could trust myself in this area. Stephen Covey has said, private victories precede public victories. Making and keeping promises to ourselves precedes making and keeping promises to others. 
I desired to be a reliable and trustworthy woman, and I knew I needed to be accountable, reliable, and trustworthy for myself. I don't want to get stuck here on the details of my drinking. It's not that I'm opposed to discussing them, but I did spend a lot of time comparing my journey to others, and I used that as reasoning to stay where I was for longer than I should have. Just know it was dysfunctional in a way that made me uncomfortable at times and feeling like I was in hell at others. You wouldn't look at my life at a year sober and see a big difference outwardly, but I am changed. In the last year, I have received a deep, sound peace. A peace I never had when I was wanting one thing and living another. I feel sparkly and alive. I am aligned and at peace. The man who gets credit for shedding light on my misalignment is Jordan Peterson. If you aren't familiar with him, I recommend his book, 12 Rules for Life. Rule number eight is tell the truth or at least don't lie. That one has stuck with me since the first time I heard it, driving through the mountains of Colorado by myself in 2018. In my mind's eye, I can see where I was when he said it, and the thought that came to my mind for me was, I'm living a lie. March 10th, 2021, I wrote in my journal, Hardest thing you can do is tell the truth, but truth is the language of heaven, and by the truth we shall be set free. I did a hard thing today, and I'm better for it. One good decision. One right, one hard decision at a time. It's how beautiful lives worth living are created. It took me three years to get the truth from the inside of me to the outside of me. Jordan writes it like that, tell the truth or at least don't lie, because maybe you don't really understand what the whole truth is, but you better not be living out a lie. Don't have a divided mind, unstable in all your ways. Quote, if you act out a lie, you weaken your character. If you have weak character, then adversity will mow you down when it appears, as it will inevitably. You will hide, but there will be no place left to hide. I am not in the habit of lying to others, but I had a creeping and dark notion. I was not living in the light and in the truth. The woman I saw myself as and the future I pictured for myself did not align with my wine habit. In the quiet hours of the night, the Holy Spirit's whisper to follow me repeated over and over again for years, but I buried it, ignored it. I had a lot of thoughts like, I'm not that person, Lord. I'm not an alcoholic. Why me? This is unfair. No. And what will people think? And why me? And how will I ring in the new year? And why me? And what about dinner parties? Why me? I held on so tightly, white-knuckling my right to make this decision for myself. Because I know alcohol isn't a sin. I know Jesus enjoyed wine. But I knew I wasn't living in obedience. My future was a fantasy and my vision of myself a delusion. I wanted to be the person I could be without alcohol, but with alcohol. If you're confused, just know I obviously was too. I was boozing to feel hazy, romantic, full of inspiration and happiness. I drank to feel sparkly and alive. I drank because I felt like it made sounds a bit sweeter, colors a bit brighter, food tastier, conversation more interesting. I had about seven years of being boozy before I decided on a sober life. But in that near decade, I really let myself forget how incredible life is when you just commit to being entirely present for it. I'm thankful to report it's being fully present that makes life more sparkly, savory, brighter, and beautiful, not booze. 
I was just too distracted at the time, too busy at war with myself to be present. If for some reason you're still waiting to hear about a big moment, a thunderous voice of God, a terrible disaster like waking up in Mexico with a stranger, you're going to be disappointed. I don't have DUIs or lost jobs or any big interesting stories I'm keeping secret from you. There wasn't the moment for me. Much like my salvation story, there were a lot of quiet moments alone, me and God, where he called me by name and called me to walk in obedience. That obedience was so hard. I fought him. I'm thankful he kept coming back to battle me. I'm thankful I didn't go numb to the calling before he won. I have looked into my future and thought about the kind of mom I want to be. Not just the right now mom of baby and toddlers, but the mom of little elementary school boys and high school boys, a mom of adult children, and I know nothing is more important to me than living with integrity and doing the right thing, even when it is hard, especially when it is hard, so my children know they can. I want my children to know they can do hard things. I want them to know hell. Their mama sure did. She fought hard and went to war with God and with herself and in the end surrendered and found that in the surrender was actually the victory. I'm so proud to be the person that I am today. I used to live in shame. I used to shrink into despair at my own double-mindedness. Not anymore. I'm so thankful that I get to pass down this legacy of obedience. My family's history of addiction will not be passed down to my children through me. And I'm thankful that the boys have an example of a father who can enjoy a glass of whiskey wisely and a pipe on the porch. Because if that's who they end up being, I want them to be able to enjoy that with their dad. But if, like me, they struggle to find balance, if any of my children have trouble enjoying just one drink, I want to be their example. You can live a vibrant life without alcohol. And I share all of this because I want the people I love to start listening closely, if they have a little voice. If you have a tug at your conscience, or a calling in the wee hours of the night, whether or not that voice is talking about addiction, I want you to listen. Don't bury it. Don't go numb to the voice. You will find victory and surrender. That's the complex and beautiful truth I am living and had to share. Tonight has been dubbed the light party because I want to start celebrating annually, deciding to live in the light. Not just my story. I want this to be the light party so each year people I love are given the opportunity to share, if they want to, the stories they have of living in the light, whatever that means to them. I want to raise our kids in a community of people who don't shrink back in shame over past decisions, but rise up and proclaim the glory of God and our shared victories and stories of obedience. Thank you for coming tonight. Okay, I'm pretty proud of myself for getting through that without crying because I cried through the entire 10 minutes of talking in front of my friends and family in December. (laughs) I guess I've had a little more time to sit with the words, so they don't sting in the same way, perhaps. If this episode meant something to you or you think it could mean something to a friend of yours, I would love if you would share it, text it to a friend or share it on your social media. You can tag me if you want or not. I asked God when I originally wrote this that if I was going to share my story, because it embarrasses me, if I was going to share it, that it would actually mean something to some people, that it would actually touch a life somewhere, even if I never get to hear that story before heaven. 
I know that more people sharing it means there's more of a possibility that it's heard by that person, whoever that is. Thank you so much for listening to In the Middle, and I will see you in the next episode for my regular scheduled weekly writing.